My next guest, she's one of my favorite people in the world of sports personalities. Say, I'm going to say that. Say, I'm saying that. Have y'all ever heard me say that? Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> she, in her seventh season as an analyst, host, and reporter for ESPN. <laughs> she juggles ESPN college game day duties, sideline reporting on college game days, and nights while hosting NBA Countdown. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my girl, Maria Taylor. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on, Rashawn. It's good to be talking to you again. Well, you know, it's, it's you're always amazing. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the beauty of last time we talked, you, you was uh, it was the um, during the final, it was during the championship period for the uh, the women's. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I remember talking to you, and I was literally in a tunnel. <laughs> I must have been at a men's basketball game, maybe the ACC men's basketball yes, tournament. Yes, so yes. I think I was in Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. And I literally was talking to you, and it's like Coach K is going by. <laughs> there goes Roy Williams, and I'm like hiding behind where the um, the characters get dressed or all the mascots get dressed. That's where I was. <laughs> well, you know, well, guess what? You you may hide, but people know who you are nowadays. Is uh, let's, let's talk about that. You know, you 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 went to University of Georgia. You was an athlete. Um, you uh, volleyball player, basketball player, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so so much uh, she was an All SEC volleyball player. Uh, what, what three times she was All SEC? Yeah, I number things, my girl here. And so, <laughs> so I mean that you you so that's that's a drive. I think the reason I bring that up that that that, that, that as an athlete that that means that you have to push yourself and you have to be challenged and you have to especially you you were performing at a high level to be an All SEC uh, volleyball candidate so mm-hmm. how does that play that, that 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 athletic side of you play into your in this competitive world of being a sports personality because really the world in sports has exploded and mm-hmm. there is a path out there and it keeps growing every day and you are right in the middle of it yeah it's funny when i was in school um I told my professors, hey, I want to work in sports broadcast, and they're like, great, you'll never make any money, and you'll never get a job. It, like, doesn't exist. And now the University of Georgia has a sports journalism certificate program. It'll probably become a degree, and it's just changed so much. But for me, that's how I learned to compete was on a court. Like, Mm -hmm. you're always competing against yourself. Like, it wasn't even always about the person that you're going up against. It's like, how can I get better Mm -hmm. every single day? And I've really been a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. but um, I think that evolved definitely on the court because I always wanted to put my best performance forward. And, you know, you've got your team relying on you. Um, You want to do well for your family. But ultimately for me, like, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I felt like I didn't play my best or I would want to go back to the court and practice again or I wanted to talk to my coach and figure out, okay, how do we fix whatever I think is wrong with my volleyball swing or my shot if I was playing basketball. So that's something that kind of drove me then, and I don't. I think it's kind of imparted that in my personality now where I'm never satisfied with my last performance or I'm always picking apart the things I do wrong to the point where my mom is like, you don't even watch yourself. Like, <laughs> she's like, you can be mad for 24 hours but that's it like you're moving on yes. if you didn't like whatever you said and she's like and by the way i didn't notice no one notices ever there so. you go i love your mom i really because mm-hmm. i have a daughter and i have to tell her that you know and yeah and because she was competitive she was a she's a tennis prodigy and then she blew out her knee and now yep. she's doing well in college and i'm happy for her and it's when you mm-hmm. but let me, let me let me point out some things about her recently when i say her i mean maria taylor in 2017 taylor became the first black female to co-host college game day built by the home depot which is huge by the way Taylor was also dubbed as a sideline reporter for ABC Saturday Night Football and patrolled the sidelines 
for the 2018 College Football Playoff and National Championship game. Murray Taylor was named host of NBA Countdown, ESPN, and ABC's longstanding NBA pregame show, October of this year. She also mm-hmm. have a significant role hosting NBA playoff editions of NBA Countdown across ESPN networks. We're going we're going I want to get that out because mm-hmm. she is uniquely uh, this, this, this I I know I when I when I look at Maria I'm for some reason people always I, I just gather information my staff always go why well, you just you just gather information just stays in your head. I just start watching her when she used to do late night Pac-10 games. So if you weren't up, you didn't see her. And I just always see this little, just like that, I would say, just little, I'll say the word, this little skinny, young, talented young lady on the screen. But she was just stood out. She's just so gifted. And I went, and I remember I told my wife, I go, that girl right there is going to be a star. She's going, I said, I just know she's going to be a star. But you have, you have, you have an ability, Maria, that, that a lot of people can say, there are people out there that look good. There are people out there tall. There are people out there that played the sport. But you're naturally gifted in translating the story on the spot, whether it's at the mm-hmm. NBA draft. When you, when you, I watched you interview those players who were drafted in the first round. How you pulled mm-hmm. their stories from each one, it was it was just amazing. Tell us about that. Can you explain that gift? Or you can you talk mm-hmm. about that talent <laughs> that you naturally have? It's so interesting because, I mean, I hear that, but I don't know that I recognize it or see it. Like, to me, it is in a lot of ways second nature. It's like it's this wanting. There's a curiosity there, I think. I remember um, hearing people talk about it, and Robin Roberts says it all the time. It's like if you're a naturally curious person, then you're going to constantly be asking people about themselves, wanting to know more, wanting to know why. And I think that's how I've always been. I mean, growing up, like literally my dad would have to be like, we're playing the quiet game now, no more questions, you know, like <laughs> had a stranger, and I'm like going to go in asking all these questions about what they're doing. And if you sit down and were to talk to me, if I ran into a stranger on the street, like I'm going to ask them a thousand questions until I know like where they grew up and why they moved here and what are you doing there and how many kids do you have? Like, that's just kind of how I've been. I love people. I'm energized by people. Mm-hmm. And so I've always said that my favorite thing to do is something like the draft where I can have been with the player for, you know, the last year or two years. I've mm-hmm. gotten to know their families and then be there in that moment when their dream is essentially coming true. Like, they've been dreaming about that since they were seven years old. And to just be that almost the vessel that allows them to tell that story or get that emotion out, like, those are my favorite moments in sports that I get to be a part of. So. Well, That's something that I, I am very proud of those moments. Oh, you should be. And it shows. And I think the fact that you are a, a high-level athlete, you know mm-hmm. the, the stress, the physical stress, mm-hmm. the mental stress, uh, getting up, that grind that you have to accomplish, as well as maintaining academic standards to stay in school. Those are all important in the process. But this is just a gift that you have, and it stood out so much. I, You know, I, I'm looking, you know, I don't care about the draft. Listen, I'm waiting. To, okay, get to it. Let me see who she in there. I, I was just watching. Each interview was unique. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Each interview was very unique, and it stood out. And uh, this is—I uh, don't want to be overly complimentary about it, but I got to just tell you the truth. You are able mm-hmm. to pull stories out of individuals naturally, and that is something that is going to carry you a long way in this business. A long way in this business. Of course, you know the only mm-hmm. thing that she's she's changed in her career that. She knew when, when she hosted the SEC countdown <laughs> with Tim Tebow. Back in the day. <laughs> Marcus Spears, Paul mm-hmm. Feinbaum, yep. and Maria Taylor. 
That was the greatest show on Saturday. I love you that love show. That I love that show. I love that love show. But she's doing college game day, which is way bigger, which I respect. Mm -hmm. But that was that mm -hmm. was that was something that you that was your show. That was your show. That yeah. was another that was that was another level of uh being able to hang out with the boys club and being able to mm -hmm. feel natural in that. And we we come back from the break, we're gonna talk about that because you are in a sport where a female is being put in position to be able to look natural, talk natural, be able to communicate with men and in these different levels and being able to be able to pull it off on a on an ongoing and a high profile successful level. And you're doing it, Maria. We'll be right back with more Maria Taylor on Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. As I stated earlier, she juggles ESPN college game day duties, sideline reporting on college game days and nights, while hosting NBA Countdown. Where's well, back? NBA's bigger, better, players all over the league. I, I, I really, Maria, the NBA mm -hmm. has to be. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the NBA. I'm, I'm way back mm -hmm. when Magic was tossing, when, when. Bird was hitting three-pointers, you know, the Cooper Loop. <laughs> I'm way back there. Yeah. But the NBA today is a different league. It's a lot of energy. The players can pick where they want to go. They can tell other players to follow me. But I, for some reason, I feel that this this year, other than uh, Kevin Durant being injured, it's incredible. I'm excited about it. I'm also excited that the Golden State's struggling, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new blood in there, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, good, the best thing about the NBA right now is that the players have the power to create their own dynasties and their own legacies. And right. we're watching it happen. Like, we're watching these guys write their own stories. And so it's so cool that a year ago people would have just, like, scoffed at you if you talked about the Clippers winning the title. And now it's like, oh, that's like a foregone conclusion. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen if you believe that Paul George comes back and is healthy enough and him and Kawhi, that's just – what's going to happen. And Oh, by the way, it'll happen in the same arena that LeBron James plays in for his home games. Like these are storylines that you can't make up that end up being 30 for 30s down the road. And it's so cool to be in the midst of it, in the middle of it. And I love the way that every night in and night out, I literally keep getting these league pass alerts. And I'm like, Oh God, the bucks are down to who, or the Sixers are about to beat what? Because every single game, it's kind of been, you, it's been a toss-up. The Heat have been playing really good. The Phoenix Suns out of nowhere are like a team that matter. You know, obviously mm -hmm. the Warriors aren't playing very well, but there's so many different storylines to follow if you're keeping up with the NBA this year. And it's been fun to like delve in and be a part of it for the first time this year on NBA Countdown. I mean, I've loved the new role. Okay, cool. Who, who, who is the NBA Countdown this year? So we've got myself, Jalen Rose, who has kind of been like, he's the veteran, we always right. say. Right. He's the mm -hmm. one who's been there for like the last seven to ten years. Mm -hmm. um, Jay Will, we've taken him from college basketball. You used to seeing right. him on college game day Absolutely. basketball. Oh, and now he's in the mm -hmm. studio with us in New York. Adrian Wojnarowski, he's our senior insider, and he'll be there every Friday with us. And then we have a rotating chair. So one week we had Richard Jefferson. Um, one week we had Paul Pierce. And that'll kind of continue to rotate if we have players that are in town in New York that wanted to come and sit in on the show, mm -hmm. we'll use that chair for that as well. Right, right. Which would get, you know, that chair get even more populated as they don't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We, you know, we get more and more guests. More and more, and more agents reach out once they're guys on TV. We, we're all for it. Come on. <laughs> Let, let's talk about that. You know, you, you mentioned all guys, all males. Mm -hmm. Here mm -hmm. you are. You, you got to hold your own. You got you to gotta yes. be able to... Uh, you know, not just be the pretty face on the screen. 
Talk right. to us about that experience and share the professionalism that you that you not, not saying it's unprofessional. Please don't get that wrong, but you know the, the mm-hmm. amount of work that you have to put in to be able to be able to say this is I belong here. This is I'm, I'm here for my my talents, my ability to tell a story. I know the sport, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that, that's why I brought up the fact that you played college basketball. Let's go and go back. Right. This, this is up. This is the basketball is not because a lot of people out there. This is why I separate. This is why I always talk about Maria differently when she comes on my show. Because there's a lot of people are getting hired, um, mm-hmm. and don't have a background of. And I'm not saying you got to have a background as, as an athlete, but it does help. And yeah, no, it does. It does help and when you when you walk when you sitting on a and when you sitting and talking to a a, a a college coach at a major game and stopping them and they looking you in the mm-hmm. eyes and they and they say your name professionally. That's you know. When I see you talk to whether 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 uh you know with a Georgia coach or Alabama coach mm-hmm. or LSU coach or oh, that LSU game was outstanding. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. my man! You know Love LSU coach. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know you you. I'm telling you something. You are in the midst of great great programming, Maria, and now mm-hmm. you're at NBA countdown. Explain how you. Bring it all together as the host of NBA Countdown. Well, I think the most important thing for me is, number one, you have to understand as a woman in this role that you have to be better. It's the same thing as being black in this world. Like, Absolutely. you just have to be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a, everyone else is going to be able to show up and everyone's going to believe that they belong there. You have to prove that you belong there. And I, I do come from that space no matter what. Like, I don't care. You, that, my mentality will never change in that way. Like, I don't care how what show I end up on or how many times I've done the same thing every single time I'm on a set or a red light comes on I recognize that like I'm still having to prove myself there's going to be someone that turns on the TV for the first time and asks himself why is this woman on the show hosting (laughs) that's just the way it is and so you have to be informed and when it comes to hosting I have to know what everyone else on my set wants to talk about or get to so whether that's being on conference calls where the guys are breaking down what they love in a game or what's been most interesting to them um, that's something that I have to be aware of. And then I have to bring the context to it. So they might want to talk about, okay, this is what the Warriors look like without Steph. I have to bring into context, okay, historically, we've never seen a season where a team was in the finals the last year and has lost this many players and is this horrible now this season, just to bring it together for the viewer. So those are some of the things that you're constantly thinking about as a host. And then I think when I'm on the road and I'm interacting with coaches and players, like you're, you're trying so hard to make sure you're maintaining like this level of dignity, you're getting the respect that you deserve, but still developing these friendships. You know, me having the phone number of, you know, a Georgia coach might sound different than Kirk Herbstreet or someone else because I am a woman. And so you always are trying to toe these lines and make sure that things aren't getting blurred and keeping things business. And, but these are, this is what I ask for. And this is what I want, you know what I mean? Just because there might be an extra hurdle or another discrepancy that I have to deal with doesn't mean I'm going to slow down. Yeah. And it, and it, and it shows and uh, being able to, and it's true, you know, from a, a person of color, uh, gender, mm-hmm. you really have to put a, a stronger footfall, do all these different things. It's, it's, it's something we, 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 we touched on when you come on the show, your, 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 your winning edge leadership Academy is a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that you have developed to help student athletes, uh, with programs event through a winning edge uh, thought process. Talk to us about that. 
Yeah, Winning Edge Leadership Academy, we developed it um, in 2015 was our first year having a, a full cohort. And you say we, uh, but the idea, I know you're not doing it by yourself. When you say we, who is who are we saying we? <laughs> Uh, myself and Corrine Million, she's the co-founder. Absolutely. Right. Um, we mm-hmm. both worked at ESPN at the time, so she was right. working at ESPN right. events, and mm-hmm. I was working with SEC Network in Charlotte, and we just kind of kept looking around the room, and we were like, right. man, we are the only minorities, mm-hmm. and we're the only people of color, or the mm-hmm. only women. Mm-hmm. How do we get more um, mm-hmm. of minorities into the door working in sports? And so we started this academy where we help women and ethnic minorities, and basically it's a mentoring program where we're not only partnering you with a mentor, but we have retreats. Like with the last two years, we've had them in Miami and Atlanta where student athletes can come because they don't have much time to go do internships and stuff like that. So we have a four-day experience for them. Mentors are there. We took them to Turner. We took them to the Braves. We took them to Jackson Spaulding. When we were in Miami, we had Donna Shalala, the former Miami president, who's probably going to be bringing Secretary of State again or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're interacting with people that they wouldn't normally find themselves around and we're teaching them how to be comfortable in that space and network and ultimately Corrine and I have all of the opportunities that we we talk to people we know what the opportunities are we know when there's a job available at Michigan State or over here in the NFL and we also know the young minorities and women that want those jobs so we're just trying to build the bridge right. so we're working with kids constantly on helping to job for job placement internships and just talking them through once you're there getting retained, you know, dealing with being the only one in the room, some of the things and the hurdles that they're going to have to cross once they get into the sports industry. Let me ask you this, Maria. How does one, how big is that, that class size when you do it? I mean, how many students and how do they find out about it? Mm-hmm. When we do the retreats, we have 16 and we have specifically done student athletes because it's the summer. And um, we also did a summit in L.A., and that was the same thing. We had 16. But we also work with kids just as they kind of reach out. So if we talk to a kid, we feel strongly about their potential or they've shown us, you know, okay, this kid is really striving for success. They seem really determined, then we'll help those kids too. So overall, we've probably influenced 150 students Mm -hmm. across the country. Mm -hmm. And um, with our actual retreats and all of our programming, we've probably had 50 students come through and spend extended periods of time with us. And that's the four days. Mm-hmm. That's yes. awesome. That's all. Awesome. Now, how can I can I help promote that for you? Can I help like, uh, sure. put it out on social media? So when is the next Absolutely. when the next one coming up? When is the next one coming up? So the next retreat we'll have. We usually do it the week after um, the NBA draft. So okay. that's the week of June twentieth. Okay, cool. We will start sending out um, basically like emails, or okay. you'll see on my social media. Mm-hmm. I'll be promoting it mm-hmm. that we're going to start taking applications. Okay. So January, February is when we start doing that. But you can log on to the Winning Edge Leadership awesome. and that's a great way to follow us. Well, we twenty nineteen is about to end. Twenty twenty nineteen is about to end. Twenty twenty is coming. What is the future of Maria Taylor in twenty twenty? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you're going to be busy, yeah, young lady. One day I'll be wor- running for governor or something. Well, or I'll be mayor well you're going to get a vote from great. every college coach in the SEC. I can tell you that for sure. They're going <laughs> to mm-hmm. vote for you. There we go. And they're going to push push you over the top. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, w- I wouldn't push uh, politics from being a part of Europe, but I, I feel that that you, you, know, you, you are a game changer, Maria, from a standpoint of you understand who you are, you understand the role that you have to play, you give back, and that's and then that's that's real important. And, and and when you talk about trying to be successful and trying mm-hmm. to understand that I am a minority, not only a minority mm-hmm. from a person of color, but but gender as well. 
but you don't let that stop you. Why? Mm-mm. Because I know that there's some kid out there watching me that needs to see it, that if I get stopped, then that's going to make them believe that they can't make it. So if every time, every Saturday, a kid can turn on their TV, a young woman or young man, and say, you know what, Maria's out there doing it, and she looks comfortable, and um, people are enjoying being around her, then I can do whatever's in front of me tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. that's really my hope, that there's a kid somewhere that turns on the TV, it sparks a dream or something in them, and makes them believe that really they can't be slowed down by anything but themselves. I tell you what, when you do the retreat, if you do another one in Atlanta, it was last time you mm-hmm. came by my house, my wife wasn't there. Yeah. And uh-huh. I, I, I will, you can, you can put me down as a dessert stop. Okay, done. A dessert done, stop. Done, done. Okay. Cause, it, <laughs> cause you came by, you know, you can sit in the back of this, you could fish, you know, it could be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. They can sit and relax. And I got a little tennis court back there. All so kind of stuff. We could have like our opening meal. Yes. At your house. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just letting you know, put Rashawn mm-hmm. McDowell, because I believe in you. I will support you. Your values are outstanding. And, and keep winning because you are a winner, Maria Taylor. And I don't oh, say that to everybody you. either, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling Stephen A. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> you, be, you be strong. We talk soon, okay, Maria? But seriously, put me down for that opening dinner, okay? Okay, I thank will. You. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.